Welcome once again for another episode of Focus on Fertility. I'm your host, Dale Bader, and today we're going to be talking about embryo adoption. What exactly is it? What is the process? And how do you go about through it? And on the other line, joining us from Colorado is the program director of the Nightlights Snowflakes Embryo Adoption Program, Kimberly Tyson. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us today. Dale, I am thrilled that you invited me. Thank you. So first, how did uh, this program evolve and develop, and how long has it been available? Well, the Snowflakes Embryo Adoption Program was established by Nightlight Christian Adoptions back in 1997, so 21 years ago now. And um, over the years, it has grown and grown, and especially We've seen some exponential growth since 2015 when we made some changes how we were educating families who were interested in either placing their embryos for adoption or adopting embryos. And those changes in our program, we've just seen some exponential growth in the program since that time. And I love things like these podcasts because it does enable us to really help people understand what oftentimes is a very unknown and foreign idea to them. And as I'm talking to people in my everyday life and I tell them what I do, I always get that deer-in-the-headlights look of, you can do that? And it's exciting to be able to share with people the exciting option of embryo adoption. You know, it's interesting that it's been around since 1997 because when my wife and I went through infertility nearly a dozen plus years ago, I don't ever recall hearing anything discussed about the embryo donation or adoption process. And even after we went through IVF and we had the additional embryos that were left, and didn't know what to do with them. It's interesting that, you know, we just didn't know what any of that was available at that time. And and now, coming just recently back from ASRM there in, in uh, Denver in Colorado, to start seeing all these different options available with donating your embryos and the adoption processes definitely seems to be a new phase that is really catching on for treatment options. I believe you're correct about that, and I think what people with remaining embryos like the most about a program like Snowflakes is that they get to be empowered with some um, knowledge and input regarding the people who are going to receive their remaining embryos and hopefully give birth to children from those remaining embryos. So we established the Snowflakes program with an adoption model because we are an adoption agency because we believe applying the best practices of adoption to this process of placing and adopting embryos and giving birth to children who are not going to be genetically related to you is the appropriate process to apply because the end result is the birth of a human child. And when we're placing human children into families they're not related to, we call that adoption. And that's why we apply the best practices of adoption to it. And it really does empower the placing parents with um, information about who is going to be potentially receiving their embryos. They get the choice in that matter. They know these families have been vetted through the adoption home study process. It is very empowering and um, is gives them some peace, I would say. So let's talk about the process. What exactly is the process that someone would go through if they're thinking about uh, trying to go through an embryo adoption? 
Well, the thing that is always happening in our program is we are attracting the families who have the remaining embryos. So one of the things that we've discovered in clinic embryo donation programs is they don't have very many donor families available, and oftentimes there are adopting families on the waiting list. And so one of the things that I think is a benefit to the Snowflakes program is that we have embryos available at any given time. So if you're a family who's interested in receiving embryos through an embryo adoption process, you call into our offices here in Colorado. We're going to help you understand clearly what does it mean if you're going to apply to the Snowflakes program, what is the paperwork that you're going to have to complete, which is adoption-oriented paperwork, of course. You are going to have to complete an adoption home study, and we do provide that for our families wherever they live. Um, they could live in Italy, and we will go to Italy and complete the adoption home study for them. So we do work with families all over the world. Um, so once you've completed all of that application paperwork process, then you move into the matching phase. And our matching is not done by computer. It's not done by list. It's not done by catalogs. We are actually hand matching our families with one another using various tools that we at ask each family to provide. Um, the family profile, preferences that they have in a match, uh, we're looking at the adopting family's desire for the number of children that they would like to frozen embryo transfers that they may be able to afford or not afford. We'll go into the matching process as far as how many embryos um, do they want to be matched with because in our program, we try to match um, the donor and the adopter and have the donor gift the adopter with as many embryos as they have to place. So we're not splitting the embryos up between multiple families. We like to keep the genetics as tightly grouped as possible. Once the match is completed, you move into the contracts phase. Embryos are considered property and not people in the United States. So our contracts are based on property law, but are wrapped in the language of adoption as well. And after the contracts are completed, you move into shipping and the embryos. We coordinate the shipping of the embryos from where they are stored now to one of our preferred fertility, preferred fertility clinic partners, which MCRM is one of them. And um, then the family would schedule with their clinic to have the frozen embryo transfer completed, and hopefully they will achieve a pregnancy. So what considerations, if I'm a family right now, giving some thought to maybe this is our next avenue. What considerations should they be giving to see whether or not this is right for them? Many of the families who come to the Snowflakes program have already experienced IVF or some sort of ART treatment and not had success with that. They may now be facing uh, purchasing human eggs, which can be very expensive. 
they may not like the idea of uh, having embryos created that are half the genetics of one of the partners in the relationship and half not. So there's that unequal connection between the two partners with the embryo. Some people feel have strong feelings about that. Some people come to our program because they're interested in rescuing some of the over 1 million embryos that are in frozen storage in the United States. The other thing to consider is that embryo adoption can be a more economical uh, route to achieving a pregnancy um, using an assisted reproductive technology. So there are a lot of reasons that people come to the program. The primary reason is they want to experience pregnancy and childbirth. We now have over 600 babies that have born, been born through the Snowflakes program, which I believe is incredibly exciting. You mentioned one thing I know that our listeners are probably already asking, and that is what are the typical costs that would be related to going through the embryo adoption process? Through the Snowflakes program, we have a fixed fee at Snowflakes of $8,000, and that includes uh, all of those things that I talked about as part of the process of embryo adoption. It doesn't include the cost of the home study. That would be extra. That's a, a variable cost. And then it doesn't include the cost of the first FET or any subsequent FETs that you have. But if you look at the average cost of doing all three of those things, it is about $14,000 to do an embryo adoption with one FET included in that $14,000. If you are matched with a placing family that is gifting you with six or more embryos, you are actually not going to have to go through the process again to get more embryos because you probably have embryos remaining after your first FET try if that try was not successful. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And if I'm thinking, wow, this this sounds like the, the maybe the path I want to go down, how long am I going to have to wait before I, I get to that stage? So what does the timeline look like? Well, it usually, when people first call in to inquire about the program, we have seen people decide right on that day that they want to start with the program. We have other people that might take them three to six months deciding, yeah, is that really the path we want to go down? So this first part of the program is really pretty dependent upon the person who chooses to participate and how quickly they can get their paperwork done, how quickly they can get their home study done. But we tell families that usually between six to eight months, they can be in the matching process. And usually between eight to 12 months, they're scheduling their first FET. So that's not much different than really somebody who may be just starting from square one or trying to get back from start going through with a fertility clinic by the time you've had the consults and the diagnostic workups and and trying to get through things. It's a, a relatively comparable timeline. And it's a much shorter timeline if you are looking at doing a domestic infant adoption. So if you're comparing embryo adoption to domestic infant adoption or foster adoption or international adoption, the timeline for embryo adoption is much shorter and it is a fantastic way to bring an infant into your family if an infant is really the desire of your heart. 
to do that through domestic can be a long timeline. Uh, when you get to the place where the birth mother is giving birth to the baby, there is always that chance that she's going to change her mind about placing, which can be devastating. Uh, getting an infant child through the foster system is very difficult um, because of the emphasis on reunification, and there aren't a lot of infant placements internationally anymore either. And I, I would assume the costs are significantly less, too, than traditional adoption. Isn't that correct? Oh, absolutely. A domestic adoption is probably, well, through Nightlight, it's going to be twenty-five to 30000 Yeah. And, and that whole bonding of going through and actually delivering your, delivering really your own child, uh, you, you just can't get that with traditional adoption either. You cannot. And that nine months of carrying that baby, the reality is when you give birth to the baby, well, the, and the law of our land is that you are declared on the birth certificate as the child's legal mother and the man you're married to is the child's legal father. And so there isn't any further need to finalize your adoption in the court because you're already seen as the legitimate uh, mother and father of the baby. You've carried the baby for nine months. You've bonded with the baby. You have controlled the prenatal environment. So you know that there isn't going to be any drug or fetal alcohol syndrome affiliated with that birth. It's really a very empowering way to give birth to an adopted child. So for those individuals listening now that uh, would like to learn more, how can they get some additional information? Well, I would say the first thing that I would do if I was exploring is go to my website, which is snowflakes, with an S, dot org, or you can call us here in our Colorado office, and one of my inquiry specialists would be happy to help you, and that number is 970-663-6799, and um, our inquiry specialists do a great job helping people understand what uh, will be their experience if they come to the Snowflakes program. Wonderful. And we'll definitely have this information for contacting Snowflakes inside the show notes, which will be available on our website at focusonfertility.net. And we'll also link back to a previous podcast that we did with a individual couple who went through the Snowflakes adoption program and it talked about their specific story. So you can listen to that as well. Kimberly, do you have anything else that you'd like to add before we uh, depart today? Well, I would just like folks who are looking at various infertility treatments to at least consider embryo adoption. This may be the first time that they have ever even heard of it. I would also like to encourage those families who have remaining embryos that perhaps they've never even heard that they can place their embryos and have some control over the placement of those embryos through a program like Snowflakes. And uh, just to get the word out there that these are services that are available and that we have a lot of experience with it and you can feel confident of the professional uh, interactions that you will have at the Snowflakes program. Well, Kimberly, this has definitely been enlightening for those of you listening. Again, if you'd like additional information, we will definitely have that contact information in the show notes. You can also visit their website again at Snowflakes, just like the snowflakes that fall from the sky, .org. And for those of you that might be interested in adopting out your own embryos, again, you can get that information at their website. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much, and uh, we wish you the very best going forward. 
thank you. And I just really appreciate you and MCRM, Dale. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. If you've been trying to start your own family and haven't had success, you're not alone. Millions of people just like you are experiencing the same very personal and painful frustration. Infertility affects men and women equally. The Missouri Center for Reproductive Medicine, MCRM Fertility, can help. MCRM accepts most insurance and you don't need a referral. They offer the most advanced science and technology, including exclusive techniques and the embryoscope. Check them out at mcrmfertility.com. Thank you to Kimberly Tyson, the Program Director of Snowflakes Embryo Adoption, for joining us once again today. And if you are looking for additional information, again, you can find it on our website at focusonfertility.net inside the show notes, or their website, one more time, is snowflakes.org. And we would strongly encourage, if this is something of interest to you, that you'll listen to our previous podcast where we sat down with a family who went through the embryo adoption process and why they chose to do so, as well as talking about the process itself. You can tune in on that. It'll be inside the show notes and also in the previous show listings inside all of the many sources that host Focus on Fertility each week, which includes iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio Network, and Podcast One. And if you have any suggestions of a topic that you would like to hear have covered here at Focus on Fertility, please email me at questions at focusonfertility.net, and I'll be glad to get those questions answered as well as get the topics tried to be covered here as an upcoming podcast. Until we join up again next week for another topic to help you along your fertility journey, I'm wishing you the very best on your fertility health.